The Blue Jackets played a little too emotional tonight, and it cost them a point in the end. We'll talk about the 3-2 loss against the Capitals today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Hayden Heilshorn. And back with me again is my co-host Jay Foster. We're here to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite team in ours, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, we want to say thank you to the everydayers for making this your first listen every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're here on YouTube. I have had a little camera issues before, so if I just disappear from the YouTube, it's we're going to keep rolling. We're just going to keep battling through. Um but we're also available on all podcast platforms, again, here on YouTube and the SiriusXM app. You can find us through there. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Uh, download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. I figured we'd start off this episode by reacting to the 3-2 overtime loss on Thursday night to the Capitals. Um, and then maybe in the second segment, try to really hone in on the things that are preventing this team from winning, I think, very easy, winnable games. I, I had this. I don't think the Capitals are very good. I'll just get that out in front. You will hear me talk about that more. Um, we'll get Jay's thoughts on that. And then the final segment, we will talk about some things to build upon because I thought the Jackets actually looked pretty good tonight at times. And I still think there are some good things that they can build upon moving forward. But just, Jay, there's a, there was, this was a weird game. Weird in the sense that Blue Jackets really dominated it, I felt like. If you look at the shots, and a lot of this is because the Capitals get a lead. They've done this to the Jackets twice this year where they've gotten a lead and they just sit back and just pray that the other team, that the Blue Jackets won't score. And they usually win that bet because the Blue Jackets can't score when they have wide open opportunities at times. Nonetheless, Jackets get this game into overtime, have all the momentum going their way. Nationwide Arena is yelling for the first time it's yelled in a long time. Feels like this is going to be a win for the team. And Elvis picks a fight with Tom Wilson in his own net. Probably shouldn't have done that. Gets a penalty. And the greatest goal scorer of all time, or soon to be the greatest goal scorer of all time, puts one away for you. So, um, Jackets probably should add two points tonight, Jay. But they get one. And I don't know. What are your thoughts on this uh, just terrible finish Dude, what was a really good game, I thought. I mean, I can't in any good conscience criticize Elvis for punching Tom Wilson in the face because, like, same. Um, I agree. They probably deserve the two points. Um, there are a couple of things in this game that I think are that you can point to as being reasons that the Blue Jackets lost. Um, and I think the main one is not actually a Blue Jackets thing. Um for whatever reason, Charlie Lindgren turns into Dominic Hasek whenever the Blue Jackets are in town. 
Um, that's, I think, his third game this season against the Blue Jackets. He's won all three of them. Um, and it's the second of the two that he's allowed two goals or less. Um, so he's just... The Capitals have a, a kind of a, an underrated goalie there in, in Lindgren, I think. He's he's played very, very well for the Capitals, um, which is great because the Capitals aren't really scoring much of any goals, um, which is it, it is wild to me that Alex Ovechkin only has six goals on the season. Um, I knew coming into this, they were talking about the 14-game goal, goal drought for him, and I was like, oh, he's absolutely scoring tonight. He's just, he just is. That's that's how Blue Jacket hockey works. Um Frustrating, but at this point in the season, I am choosing to be encouraged by the good things instead of annoyed by the bad things. That being said, for the name of all that is holy and good in this world and in the year of someone's Lord 2023, why are we still trotting out Provorov at Andrew Peake? on the same pairing. Why are we trotting out Andrew Peak at all? But that pairing is clearly not working. They were abysmal tonight. At five at five V five, there were, let me pull it up. Uh Ivan Provorov was out attempted 14 to 27. Andrew Peak out attempted to 11 to 26. And they both had more ice time than Jake Bean. What are we doing here? Like, Jake Bean, David Juracek was excellent tonight. David Juracek on the ice for 23 shot attempts, 4 and 3 against. Jake Bean, 21 shot attempts, 4, 5 against. This is all at 5 on 5, by the way. Um, Like, what what more do they want Juracek to do? Than, you know, obviously he just came back off the healthy scratch, he had something to prove, but... It's just so intensely frustrating watching Eric Branson get trotted out on the top pairing, which, credit to him, he was very good tonight, um, which I feel like I've been saying a lot this season, which is extremely concerning to me. But that Provorov peak pairing, man, it's got to go. It's got to go. They're just, they're not, they're not getting it done. Um, in terms of goals against, who was on the ice for... Um, the Capitals scored two goals on the power play as well, which is that's that's the that's concerning actually that I want to talk about. Um, the power play keeps getting better for the Blue Jackets anyway. Um, the penalty kill is getting worse, and I think that's just kind of regression to the mean. But I feel like the penalty kill is regressing faster than the power play is improving, and that again concerns me. I don't know if that's recency bias or if that's something you've noticed, but. It feels like both of them are kind of aiming to meet in the middle, but what they'll actually meet at is like 20th in the league, which is frustrating. Yeah, no, power play or penalty kills definitely taking a step back. Um, but one of those power play goals for the Capitals tonight was on a four on three, which is just pretty much impossible. And Elvis not... made, I think, three. Actually, I can look this up. Um, I think Elvis made like three good saves in that third period yeah um in that sorry in that overtime period on the penalty kill i remember at least three strong attempts which he did and then again people are gonna people are gonna blame elvis for this loss 
And yeah, maybe he shouldn't have lost his temper and tried to punch Tom Wilson in the face with his blocker. Probably a lot of people were mad about the officiating. I'm fine with him taking that one roughing penalty. I don't think Tom Wilson deserved a coincidental minor, as much as it pains me to admit it. Um, Elvis has got to kind of keep his cool in situations like that. So the loss is not on him, but I can understand... And I can understand where he's coming from because Tom Wilson was winding him up all game. But sometimes you've just got to not take that penalty. You know, you were two minutes away from a shootout and then it's it's a coin flip. So I don't even think they were two minutes away from a shootout. I, I don't remember who was on the ice. Might have been Sillinger, I want to say, had the puck. Just was it was him and one other capital and then Lindgren, and, like, the Blue Jackets, I felt like after Elvis made a breakaway save on I don't, the game, we're recording right after the game ended, I don't remember who he had made a save on the play uh, before, or immediately before he got the penalty. He made a huge save, um, and then Kent Johnson checks Tom Wilson into the net, and then... Tom Wilson is on top of Elvis's stick. Elvis is trying to pull his stick out of from underneath Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is is being a little bit difficult. I don't think he was intentionally like holding the stick or doing anything crazy. And Elvis takes uh like a decade worth of rage out on Tom Wilson, which every Blue Jackets fan was in support of. But and and honestly, it made for an, an, entertain, an entertaining. 30 seconds of just the play being dead and Elvis just going at Tom Wilson, which was just awesome. But Tom Wilson had the cooler head in that moment. He's able to draw the penalty. And that, yeah, that made all the difference, obviously. But Jay, there were so many times throughout that game where I thought the Jackets should have scored and should have taken advantage of like opportunities that playoff teams take advantage of and other NHL teams take advantage of against the Blue Jackets. Like, Blue Jackets had the Capitals' third or fourth line um, out there when they had put an icing down. They had been out there for like a minute 30. Uh, This was in the third period, 2-2 game. Um, I thought, oh, the Jackets are going to get a goal, make this one 3-2. Sillinger loses the faceoff. Capitals are able to get a change. But I'm like, those are the moments that for the – it goes the other way, right? Like Columbus is out there for a long time. And then – there was a point, I'm even going earlier in the game. Actually, I'll save it because I think you and I, we're already up against our, our first little pause here. But there's a lot that still needs fixed with this team. You mentioned the deep pairings. I had some troubles watching the offense tonight. We'll talk about all of it next on Locked on Blue Jackets. Well, 2024 is approaching, which means it's a brand new year for possibilities. And even though the Blue Jackets are going to be in the middle of a season, I'm going to open up the doors and say anything is possible for them. And anything is possible for you as well, because when you play daily fantasy hockey on the sleeper app, you can win big. It's the daily, uh, it's the official daily fantasy hockey app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. 
some players that I would be taking right now would be some I like I like watching defensemen. So Quinn Hughes and Kale McCarr, two of my favorite players to watch this year. I would take them. There's again players I like to watch. You can do the same. Pick players that you like to watch, and you can win a hundred times your money. All you got to do is pick against certain stats, like uh, pick against certain sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, and plus minus or more in any given game, and you can have a chance to win a hundred times your bet. On sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Jackets fans. You can win a hundred times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention and nail your picks, and you can start winning big. Use promo code Locked On NHL, and you'll get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and location availability. All right, Jay, I know this Blue Jackets team is is young, and I know they're going to make young, somewhat boneheaded, naive mistakes throughout a game because that's what young players do in the NHL. It doesn't mean that they're playing bad. It doesn't mean that I'm – I think they, you know, need to lose ice time or anything like that. But there was a moment tonight when Chinikov and Marchenko had a 2 on o with the with Lindgren and I literally said to myself they're not going to score here no way no way no way and like that's their best line like Marchenko Vronkov and Chinikov has been the best line for the Blue Jackets which I think that is a little bit of a problem in itself because those three players all under the age of 25 like they're, they're young. They're going to make mistakes. And that 2 on 0 where they just didn't know what to do with it, didn't even get a shot on Lindgren, was a pure example of that. And there are many moments throughout the game where I thought Columbus could have taken it. I thought the Blue Jackets could have won this game 5-2, to two, to put it frankly. You score nine goals on Tuesday night against Buffalo. You come back at home and only score two against the Capitals, who are bad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel great about the offense right now. I know that's silly to say, considering they just scored nine goals a couple nights ago. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on the offense right now? Do you have any more thoughts on the defense? I certainly have some on that side as well. But they're not getting goals at home, and it's frustrating. Yeah. I actually am feeling more positive about the offense than than you, I think. I think there are still some tweaks I would make. Uh, but just a Danforth, like I would, st- I still think that Kent Johnson and just a Danforth should swap places. But admittedly, the lines are clicking the way they are right now. Um, I I agree that I think they probably should have like got a shot, even you know, got a shot away on on that two on breakaway. Um, but I thought Chinikov continues to, and kind of that's on our little side thing there. Like Igor Chinikov continues to have just a monster month in December. Russian line continues to cook. I like Fantilli and Goudreau together a lot. Um, excuse me. I think they're developing some real, real fun chemistry. I think Johnny Goudreau is starting to find his groove. Didn't get on the score sheet tonight, I don't think. Um, I think he had an assist. I can... Johnny, I think he might have had an yeah, assist. Yes. Find this out. Uh, yes. Secondary assist on, on, um, on one of the goals. So, but he looks like he's finding his groove again. 
is my point. I think we're starting to see Johnny Gaudreau, like we're starting to see Johnny Hockey again. You know, um, there was a shift, I think, in the third period where he did just a uh, a real Johnny Hockey, like looped the entire offensive zone and then passed the puck off and then got it back and then did another loop. And he just like, Johnny Gaudreau is at his best when he's in his groove. And I think he's finding that, which is really, really encouraging news. Um, the fourth line didn't see a lot of ice time tonight. Uh, the uh, Gaunt's text... Uh, Gaunt, Texier, and Corrali. I was fine with that. I didn't think they had a great game. Um, and encouraging to see Adam Fantilli getting plenty of ice time. Uh, he led forwards in five-on-five ice time tonight. So it's coming. It is. And again, it, it feels insane to say that because we've been saying it for months, but they're making progress. They are taking steps forward. I wish they were taking more steps forward, but I don't really have an issue with the forwards uh, right now. I think probably we'll have some issues. Uh, Jack Rostovic is close to returning, which means someone's going to lose their spot. Uh, Mathieu Olivier is probably going to draw back in at some point, um, so someone else is going to lose their spot. On the defensive side of things, I think we might see um, Damon Severson on Saturday, I believe, is is the game against the Leafs. Uh, we'll talk about that game tomorrow. Um, and I think that'll help when, when Severson comes back. Uh, that will probably stabilize the defense a little bit. But right now, I'm not worried about goaltending. I'm not worried about offense. It is, it is the defense that I'm worried about, which is arguably the position that we were supposed to have improved on the most in the offseason. Um, and then, you know, Provorov had a, a terrible game. He had a very bad game and he's been having, he's been fine offensively. He's been struggling defensively and Andrew Peake is not the right person to play with him because Andrew Peake is bad in all areas of the ice. Like, sorry to, if you're related to Andrew Peake and you're, oh, you know, Andrew Peake and you're listening to this, like, I'm sorry, but he's been, he's struggling. He's really fighting it um, and not in a, not in a good way. So bring Stevenson back, get Peake out of the lineup. Um, Flip-flop Juracek and Gabranson because I think Juracek deserves more ice time than he's getting. And I think Gabranson is at his most effective when he is playing limited minutes against weaker competition. Um, but yeah, the, the, I, have, I have way more issues with the defense than I have with the offense right now. And again, I thought Elvis was, was very good tonight. Um, how many saves did he have? He had... 30 of 33 saves. He just, he, he was, he was good. A 900 save percentage. I would take a 900 save percentage. Lindgren was just better. I agree um, to what you said at the very beginning of, um, of, of this section before I went off on a, a real tangent. I agree. The Blue Jackets could have won this game five to two. Lindgren was the difference maker. In my opinion, he was the, mm. he was the difference maker on, for both teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I do think it is probably important to point out that I believe the um, the Capitals are without a couple of their better players and TJ Oshie and Sonny Milano. So like that. And now I realized halfway through the game that there was no Sonny Milano. And I was just like, thank yeah. God, because he has scored in both previous uh, games against the Blue Jackets this season. One of them was the game winner, and I was just waiting for the Sonny Milano revenge goal. 
until I was like, wait a minute, I haven't seen him on the ice at all. So at least there's that. Yes, yes. No, that's it's it's starting to like I don't know. I I just I watched this game tonight and I thought Columbus really dominated the pace of play. And still, there's so many opportunities that they just don't cash in on, like not even scoring, but even getting a shot off. And yes, I talked about the two on L, but so many plays tonight where one of the defensemen who, again, I, I completely agree. I don't think the defensemen have looked great at all. Even Wierenski, he got toasted early in the first period by Tom Wilson and Elvis bailed him out. But I was like, ooh, I, hopefully that doesn't happen all night. Um, and it didn't. It seemed like they cleaned it up a little bit. But you're right. Peak and Provorov are a problem. And that is going to lead me to what I have to say in the next segment in what the Blue Jackets can build upon, talking about all the guys that are going to be coming back here at some point. But, yeah, there were points where, a, you know, defenseman makes a nice pass up to, like, I think it was Juracek to Kent Johnson, somewhere in that third period, early third period, where – the puck just goes through Ken Johnson's stick. And that play like that happens so many times throughout a game for the Blue Jackets that I just don't even think anything of it when it happens. But you don't win games unless you're able to catch a pass and shoot it. And I feel like like that's that's the, the play that you dream up. You dream to have a guy like Ken Johnson five feet in front of Lindgren with the puck on a stick and nobody else in between them. And, like, it just doesn't go – the blue jacket's way where he's like, he just can't even catch the pass. And it's like, I don't know if it's practice. I don't know if it's youth, but whatever it is, it's definitely frustrating for the fans right now, because again, I felt like the blue jackets playing against a beaten up capitals team playing against a, a, a capitals team that they should have beaten tonight. And they only get away with one point. Um, I'll talk about what this team can build upon next. And because they got it, season's not over. They've they've done enough in the last fifteen games to actually resurrect the season, which is kind of it's funny, but like it's made this more frustrating than it already has. Like they're just kind of barely floating instead of either just sinking or getting out of the water entirely. But we'll talk about what they can build upon next here on Locked On Blue Jackets. Passion, drive, patience. These are the things that bring home the winning trophy. They are also the things that keep your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and even level it up to a peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. So great deal there. A lot of other companies don't do something like that. So shout out eBay. eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. You want to be on the road, having a good time, driving safely, of course. Don't go over the speed limit. Um, with all the parts that you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. All right, Jay. The Blue Jackets, 
it's crazy to think about this, but in the last 15 games, their record is seven, six, and two. So that makes me think like, hey, if they wouldn't have just lost nine games in a row in the month of November, maybe they'd be <laughs> they'd be in a lot better spot than they are now. But like they they are a 500 hockey team. Truly, I think they are. I actually think they're better than that if they can just clean up some of their miscues. And you'll get games like we saw on Tuesday night, right, where they just light up the lamp, get the you know home fans or whatever posing building they're in, leaving the exits early. Like that, those are the kind of vibes I see with this Blue Jackets team, and they're just they're just so close to getting there. I think you've you've already said it this episode. I agree. They're taking steps in the right direction. Um, Adam Fantilli getting more playing time is definitely a big thing. Uh, he's working out a lot right now. The Russian line remains hot, and that's all good. But the big thing for me is that once they get Severson back, once they get Line A back whenever he's ready to play again, once they get uh, Boone Jenner back, this team, if they can keep closing the gap on that wild card spot, which I think as I click uh, trying to figure out how many points they are out of the wild card, I'm doing that now. Uh, they're 10 points out of a wild card. But if they can somehow in the next month, Jay, close that to five points and they have a healthy team going into the month of February, I'm going to feel all the way back in on this season and you'll have a season to play for. But um, I don't know. What are some of the things for you that you'd like to see this team continue to build upon? Yeah, so first of all, just kind of a, a thought on playoffs is, or, you know, this team continuing to, cl- to climb up the standings. There is a world in which this team is a 500 team at the end of the year. Um, I don't remember exactly what the math is right now, but if they win, I think, the four of the remaining five games uh, in in the month of December, I believe they will finish this this. Um, the I, I believe they will finish this half of the season um, above 500, which is you know considering where they were this time last month, I think is impressive. Um, in terms of what I want them to build upon, just I think just keep taking steps. And I know again, I've literally said it this episode. I know people are tired of hearing they're close, they're almost there, but like I don't mean it in a way that like they're close to being a contender, they're close to making the playoffs. It feels like the team is developing, the team is learning, the players are individually getting better. Like, Kent Johnson has been, since, I think, what, in his last three, four, maybe five games, I think has been phenomenal. Yigo Chunikov, we talked about, he has taken off. Marchenko is figuring it out. Like, that Russian line in general has been excellent. Even Vronkov's cooled off a little bit, um, but he's still, you know, he's still helping to drive that line. Um, Fantilli, yeah, the biggest assist tonight. It's Varankov did on Sorry? the Chinakov goal. I was just gonna say Varankov had that huge assist on the yes. Chinakov goal to tie incredible, it up. Incredible assist from Varankov. Um, so you know, but the kids are working it out. Um, I thought Kolsonja has looked really good the last handful of games. Um, David Jurczak, I think, has been very good tonight. Um, I know that you said that you weren't impressed by Warensky, but. Warensky is looking more and more like the Warensky we were getting at the beginning of last season before he got injured. Um, you know, he's he's on a real... Uh, last I checked, I'm just going to pull this up to make sure that he's still 
there. Um, he's top 10 in the league for defensemen in points. He's got 25 points in 34 games. Um, he's leading the team right now, I believe. So, you know, getting a healthy, um, successful Wierenski is, is really important. But for me, the most important thing right now is keep doing what you're doing. Keep giving the kids ice time. Keep rewarding them for good play. Um, and I just... I don't think this team should worry about playoffs at this point in the season. I think this team should worry about making the players individually better. Um, and I know that that's kind of an unnatural thing to say for a hockey team, which is, you know, the logo on the front is more important than the name on the back or whatever the quote from Miracle is. But this team, if you want this team to be successful, you have to start building on these guys' games now. You know, you have to start making Fantilli into that future number one center. You have to start giving Ken Johnson more opportunities. You have to start giving the Russians opportunities because this is a core that could be together for the next 10 years, maybe longer. The core of this team is still incredibly young. Like, like there's Boone Jenner, who I believe just recently turned 30. Um, and then there's Zach Wierenski, who's, I think, 26. And then every single other person that I would consider to be in the core, like Johnny Gaudreau, arguably, but I don't know that Johnny Gaudreau is going to finish his contract in Columbus. We'll see. Um, mm. But everyone else is, I believe, 24 or under. So just keep letting the kids play. Keep letting the kids cook. Um, don't more don't mortgage the future for the now. Yeah, no, that's how you win Stanley Cups, right? Is you get a core together of some solid players. I mean, I could name the Penguins core, the Capitals core, the Lightning core, the Bruins core, and we could talk about those teams all day long. But the truth is is those players have spent years together. And when you spend years together, you don't get things like what happened in the last minute of that second period where Chinikov and Marchenko forgot how to play hockey. Like, they, like I it's, expect it's my... It's growing pains, you know? And we've yes. been saying this all season. It, it's growing pains, and it is. And I think there's a problem, not necessarily in hockey, but in or in kind of all of sport and everything televised is you notice the mistakes more than you notice the good things sometimes, you know? So, like, I could reel off. There was that shift where Justin Danforth um, missed, like, missed the net and then fanned on the, the rebound, you know? There was a shift where I think Ken Johnson lost the puck and went spinning off into the corner by himself instead of, like, towards the goalie, you know? These things happen. In every single game. Uh, if they get a shot on goal and the goalie saves it, I don't think we're even talking about this. You know, um, it it's frustrating. I'm not worried about the Russians because of... No. No, I'm not like, worried no, no, not to say that you are worried about the Russians because of this one shift, but... I don't know. I'm finding it hard to criticize that line just because they've been the most consistent line. And... At this point, I'm again, kind of like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, I'm just going to enjoy the good things and ignore the bad things. Just for my own sanity and in an attempt to stop any more gray hair appearing um, in <laughs> on my head. So, 
No, that's honestly fair. That's how I go about most of my life. Just look at the good things and ignore the bad things. But um, hand up, full disclosure, I had a lot of money on the over in this game tonight. So I was frustrated to see that go in, to not go in, I should say. But, like, I agree with you. Like, yeah, look at the positives. But it's just, like, if if we are going to get this team to being competitive, it's, like, like the NHL is just such a like there's just no room for error, you know? And that's where it's like I can forgive them easily. I have no problem. Like we're gonna talk about the Leafs tomorrow, and I'm gonna be all the way back in on believing that the Blue Jackets can beat them because they did uh recently. Uh actually just last week they beat them. So and but yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they can do it. And uh yeah, why don't we put a bow on this one, just say Blue Jack, a missed opportunity. I mean, they took they took some steps forward, but no doubt a missed opportunity by the Blue Jackets tonight in a very winnable game against a beaten up Capitals team that now they've lost two, three times this year. So definitely it's okay to be a little frustrated as a fan after this one. Um, thank you guys for listening to today's recap of the game. As I said, tomorrow we will be talking about the Blue Jackets and Leafs game, which takes place 7 o'clock at Nationwide on Saturday night. As always, thank you to the Everydayers for making this podcast uh, possible. If you're not already one of our Everydayers, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. We're here on YouTube. Hit subscribe. We're also on the SiriusXM app. You can find me on Twitter, social media at HaydenH971. You can find Jay on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. The show is also on there at LO underscore Blue Jackets. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can send those, you can send those to us directly at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.